One, two, three, four, five, six. Hey, look at that. I can count to five. I could even count to six. <laughs> hey, at least someone here can count to six. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. I've been covering minor league hockey for about that long. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, anywhere you get your podcasts, and we're also ad-free on Amazon, and we are also on the YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So we've got a lot to talk about on this game, and I've definitely got a big takeaway on this one. Um, I didn't want my first episode in the new studio to be me ranting and me talking about the last Ducks game, which they lost to the Winnipeg Jets. No, I wanted the first episode of the week to be kind of like, okay, a little bit happier, a little bit better. But this one, you're, you're going to hear some ranting here. And there's a lot to rant about. There's a lot of bad to take away from this last game. And I've got so many big takeaways. I could talk about how much the Ducks miss Mason McTavish how much they miss Trevor Zegers. I could talk about that for ages. But what I'm going to talk about, my big takeaway is just, I don't even want to say the lack of discipline, but just the uncharacteristically bad mental errors that took place in this game. And there was a few. So I'm going to say my biggest takeaway for this one is mental errors because the Ducks had a few and I'm going to start with the big mental error the big one that definitely affected this game and definitely affected you know how this game was played start of the second period there was a big play that took place out in the middle of the ice And this was an unfortunate play. This is one that involved, unfortunately, Ryan Strom and Kyle Connor. This was was a big lapse of judgment. I am not going to say that it was a dirty play, but let me just break it down for you. Just a half minute into the second period, out on open ice... Kyle Connor has the puck, and just as he's getting rid of it, Ryan Strom comes in. It appears from one angle of the replay that he stuck his knee out and need Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor went down in a heap, a big time heap. He was down. He was in serious pain. He couldn't even get up. And in comes Mark Shifley to defend Kyle Connor. 
and Ryan Strom goes and kicks the crap out of him. Ryan Strom went a little bit... <laughs> he went a little bit nuts there. First, it was a bad knee against Kyle Connor. Shouldn't have happened. And he just went berserk. He went berserk on Mark Shifley after that. Shifley took a little bit. Yeah. And Strom got kicked out. He got a five-minute major for kneeing against Kyle Connor. He was fighting. And then he got a game misconduct. So he basically got all the penalty minutes, got a game, got thrown out. That's a big mental error for the Ducks. Because the Ducks are already missing Trevor Zegras. They're already missing Mason McTavish. Now you take away Ryan Strom, another top six guy, and all of a sudden, the Ducks are missing half of their top six for the remainder of the game. You do not make that kind of play. I'm sorry. When I saw it in fast motion, I thought, oh, that's a bad, like, my initial reaction was, that's a bad hit. That that was a bad knee. It shouldn't have happened. And I know some Ducks fans are going to disagree with this. I thought it was a little, it was a little dirty. It definitely is on, if I was on the fence, I would lean towards the side of it was kind of a dirty play. These are the kind of things that we want to take out of the game. And the refs did get this right. It it was a major penalty. It was a game. He deserved to get thrown out of the game. I hate to say it, but he deserved it. And that's a bad, that's a bad lapse of judgment. You know that you're one of the most important players on the Ducks roster right now. You know you're part of probably the only line that is getting any consistent scoring. And then you pull a play like that. He didn't need to do that. He did not need to knee him like that. If he had just left that alone and not go berserk... He probably just would have gotten a five and probably would have saved in the game. But his actions after that, yeah, it, it was dumb. It was it was just dumb. So, yeah, he, he deserved it. He absolutely deserved it. Bad mental mistake. Another bad mental mistake, as I alluded to in the intro, is that the Ducks apparently cannot count to five. Apparently, they count like the characters from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know the scene if you've seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where they throw the Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. And they say, one, two, five, sir. Oh yeah, it's the, um. oh, what is it? It's the Book of Armaments. When they read to the Book of Armaments and they get the Holy Hand Grenade, And they say three is the number of the counting. The number of the counting shall be three. (laughs) Five is right out. And then the king says one, two, five. Three, sir. Three. Heaves the hand grenade. And, And the bunny gets obliterated into a million pieces. If you've seen Monty Python on the Holy Grail... You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have not seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where have you been? It's a classic. It's a classic film. 
But that's that's what I thought of when I saw that too many men penalty again, and I thought, oh yeah, here we freaking go again. It's like we've seen this several times this season. Well, I had to do a little bit of sleuthing, and in fact, this has happened seven times this season. The Ducks lead the league right now in too many men penalties. Let me repeat that. The Anaheim Ducks lead the NHL in too many men penalties. Oh, that's that's way too much. Seven or eight is seven or eight too much. There is a team that has not been nailed for that penalty this season, and that would be the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken have not been called for too many men on the ice, and they're doing slightly better than the Ducks right now. The Kraken are not looking good right now at all, but at least they can count. At least they can count, right? They know when there's too many men on the ice. The Ducks apparently don't know that because it happens once every three games. In fact, and this goes back to what I really want to get my point across, mental mistakes are happening all over the place, and it is why the Ducks have so many minutes on the penalty kill this season. In this last game, the Ducks had, you ready for this? <laughs> 13 minutes of penalty kill time. Yeah, that's that's a little bit too much PK time. At least it wasn't a 7-minute PK like we saw in Columbus. But still 13 minutes of being down a man is still 13 minutes too much. That's really like 9 minutes too much. No team should be penalized this much, but here we are. The Ducks leading the league in minor penalties with 126. They've committed 126 minor penalties this season. That leads the league by a lot. They lead the league in too many men penalties by a lot. When the average right now is about a little under three. The Ducks need to be more disciplined, but they've got to be smarter. They've got to stop making mental mistakes. It's cost them over and over and over again. I mean, I still think the worst one was that five-minute major in a game, but stop taking too many men penalties. Oh, my God. Can we, can we please stop that for the rest of the season? Please. All right. We're going to head into the first intermission. I'm going to talk about the game in detail and what is coming up on this road trip that starts tomorrow for the Anaheim Ducks, who have just landed in New York, by the way. Stay locked in. Now a word from Sleeper. The NHL season can bring all sorts of possibilities, including too many men penalties. Maybe Frank Vetrano could score 50 goals. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, where you could win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. And it's not just hockey. You can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, college football. Yeah, you could do all of that on Sleeper. And there's also entries that can be made in under a minute. Just pick whether studs like Ovechkin or McDavid, who's been on a roll lately, or maybe McKinnon, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for goals, assists, plus, minus, what have you, in any given game. To bet a hundred or to win a hundred times bet on sleeper, 
correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. That's eight. That's two more than six, folks. <laughs> you heard me, Ducks fans. Win a hundred times your bet playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. Just use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. We are also brought to you by Logics Federal Credit Union. That is right. We're here to talk about Logics, and you know what? You get a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes, right? Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA and surrounding areas right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start off at the top with my favorites. The top line, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you the low rates and save you big time bucks. Next line, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out the lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in the LA and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash C-A-R. Let's talk about this game, shall we? This last game, which the Ducks fell to the Winnipeg Jets 4-2 in front of a kind of raucous crowd, a kind of, uh, how can I put this? They, they were They were ticked off. They were rightfully ticked off, but they were still ticked. I don't blame them. I think they were more ticked with how the game shook out with just some of the fight, not the fighting, but just everything else going on. First period, not a whole lot between both sides. In fact, there was just a lot of back and forth, you know, Ducks taking dumb penalties. Troy Terry, that was a bad penalty. The too many men on the ice in the first period. Oh my effing goodness. Stop taking those dumb penalties. That was pretty much the first period. Ducks were on the PK the majority of the period. Shots on goal. First period, 14-8 in favor of the Winnipeg Jets. John Gibson kept a minute. He kept them in it for pretty much the entire game. Second period. That's when the stupid penalty from Ryan Strom took place. He got himself thrown out of the game. I talked about that in depth in the first segment. So now the Ducks have a five-minute major penalty kill. And they killed it. To the Ducks' credit, the PK was good in this particular game. 13 PK minutes didn't allow a single goal. I would call that a small victory, if you ask me. Then, we had a little bit of a um, bad penalty from (gasps) the Jets' side. What? Yeah, Neil Pionk held Sam Carrick's stick. By the way, brilliant play by Sam Carrick to draw that penalty. 
Sam Carrick, I think, is still one of those guys that doesn't get enough credit. He draws a lot of penalties. He drew two penalties in the second period, and that second one is what got the Ducks on the board. Alex Kalorn on a nice power play setup. So this was all set up on the left side of the ice. You had a back and forth between Max Jones and Troy Terry, and it kept going back and forth between Terry and Jones. Terry and Jones. Max Jones then got it back to Troy Terry. And instead of passing it back to Max Jones again, he saw Alex Kalorn finally open up a little bit of space right along the crease. Got it right to Alex Kalorn, who tipped it towards the net, trying to get it past Connor Hellebuck. Kalorn hit the pads once, hit the pads twice, finally hit Paydirt on the third try. So once, twice, bang, 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 three times. Alex Kalorn finally got it through. one nothing Anaheim Ducks. I loved the second and third efforts from Alex Kalorn on this one. A great read by Troy Terry, too, to finally see when the lane opened up and saw that little bit of daylight and could have passed it back to Max Jones because Jones was open right there. But having the sight to see Alex Kalorn and seeing no one else around him he knew that Alex Kalorn could at least get a rebound off of that, or at least a high danger chance, which is what happened there. So credit to Terry, but big credit to Kalorn for the effort on that. So one nothing Ducks. By the way, it was one nothing after two periods. That only happened nine times this season where the Ducks have scored first. Let me repeat that. Nine times out of 27 games, the Ducks scored first. And only four times this season did they have a lead going into the third period. I'll say this again for everyone in the back. The Ducks had a lead going into the third period. Usually their best period, right? (laughs) Not in this case. Nope, in this case, the third period was their major undoing. Now the Ducks early in the second did have a nice wrister. And this was a nice wrister. There was no one else around him. Got it past the blocker of Connor Hellebuck. Look, Hellebuck was just beat on this one. Nice dish from Jakob Silverberg on the right side to Henrique. Just sniped it through. Two nothing Ducks. At this point, you got to think, they've got this. The Ducks are actually going to win a game. And then only 40 seconds later, Niederreiter scored on just kind of a weird bounce. This was a bad goal. This frustrated me. This was the one that was off of Vakanainen's skates. Now, first off, uh, Brett Leeson got beat into the zone. As, as the Jets are bringing the puck into their own offensive zone, Leeson gets beat. So that happened. And then Nemestikov gets it to Niederreiter. And Niederreiter gets it towards the net, but it deflects off of Vakaninen's skate. So Gibby can't do much about that. So it's 2-1 to one Winnipeg Jets. Okay, that's a bad play. The tying goal. The tying goal scored by Barron. This was a bad one. This is the one where the puck went high, Towards, I think it was Labushkin. It went into Labushkin's gear. 
It fell down. It fell out of his gear and then dropped in front of Labushkin. Gibby didn't see it right away. When he finally saw it, the puck was just getting past him and it was 2-2 two to two tie game off of a couple of bad breaks. The worst break of all came on the game-winning goal. <sighs> okay, Ducks fans have heard me say this for a few years. Kings fans have heard me say this for a few years. Now that he's no longer an LA King, I'm going to get back on this train. But the usually overrated Gabriel Velarde scored the game-winning goal. I still think Velarde's overrated. I'm sorry. I've thought this for a number of years. I thought this when he was with the Ontario Reign. I thought this when he was with the LA Kings. I don't care. I'm going to stick on that train. He's still overrated. And he somehow got the game-winning goal. He finally scored his first goal of the season. And that was it. And this was off of a tip play. Gabriel Velarde kind of stuck his stick out one-handed. Like, he just stuck it out one-handed. Barely got enough of a stick on it. The shot was going to go high. This was a point shot from Josh Morrissey. He gets it towards the net. This puck is going to go high. It's probably going to hit either Gibby's shoulder or possibly like his mask. So it's going up. So Gibby goes up as he should. And then like just a little stick, tap in, tip in, just, just a stick. And that was it. And it was off the tip of his stick too. Just a lucky play. A lucky play from an overrated player. And that did it. Oh yeah, they got an empty netter. So the final score wound up being 4-2 to two in favor of Winnipeg. Ducks lose again. The Ducks haven't won in forever, it seems like. It's been that long. The losing continues. When's it going to end? I, I don't know when it's going to end at this point. But it's getting ridiculous, isn't it? The Ducks losing streak continues. Is it going to end on this road trip? I don't know. But I'm going to talk about that road trip on the other side. Now, a word from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. So much patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance unlike the ducks right now. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Once again, you are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. 
And this is episode... What episode number are we on, by the way? We are on episode number 790. 790? We're almost at 800. Maybe the Ducks will win a game before we get to episode number 800. Who knows at this rate? That's that's how bad it is. That's oh me of little faith right now. But let me go over the last few games just, just for fun. Let's go over the last few games, shall we? They lost to Chicago 1-0. They lost to the Avs 3-2. They somehow beat the Avs 4-3 in that kind of lucky game just 9 or 10 days ago. And then they lost to the Capitals, Canucks, Oilers, Kings, Canadians, Blues, Panthers. You get where I'm going with this. The Avs, the Ducks have lost 10, sorry, 11 of their last 12 games. That's an absurd amount of games to lose. They had an eight-game losing streak. They won one. Now they're on a three-game losing streak. The loss to Chicago was bad. The loss to Winnipeg is worse because they had this game. Like, they seemingly had this game in their grasp. They were starting to put the gas on the pedal. And they just lost it. So now the Ducks are in New York. They're going to spend a whole day in New York. Ryan Strom and Frank Vetrano are going to show their teammates what New York is all about. Because they played with the Rangers for a number of years. So they're used to this. The upcoming schedule for the Anaheim Ducks does not look pretty because they got to play all three of those teams. They got to play the Rangers, Islanders, Devils. This this one, okay, I got to be honest, this is going to be painful. This is going to suck. They got the Islanders first. So they're going to take the Long Island Railroad out to, I think it's Elmont, New York now. I mean, I've been, I've freaking been there. I should know where it's freaking at, right? But it's at UBS Arena. And I think it is, It's where Belmont stakes take place. That's on Wednesday. Then they spend a day in Manhattan. Maybe they'll go sightseeing. Maybe some of the young guys will go to the Statue of Liberty because they've never been there. Maybe some of them will go to the Empire State Building. Maybe they'll go to Rockefeller Center because why not? They'll go sightseeing for a day because, you know, practice isn't going to help right now. But they got the Rangers on Friday. They got the Devils on Sunday. Maybe they'll win that game. The Devils kind of suck right now. No apologies for saying it, but the Devils kind of suck. Sorry, not sorry, Trey. Then they go to Montreal to face... Sorry, not Montreal. (laughs) That's something else. They're not going to Montreal. They're going to Detroit to take on the Red Wings, who are better than the Devils this season. Again, sorry, not sorry, Trey. But the Red Wings are a better team than the Devils. If the Ducks are going to get a win out of this road trip, I would predict the game against the Devils because at least they'll have a day off before that. The Red Wings game is going to be on the back end on a back-to-back and it's a travel day. I don't expect them to win at Detroit, but I fully expect them to win at New Jersey. In fact, I will be disappointed if they don't win in New Jersey for a multitude of reasons. So if there's a game that they're going to win New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. That's the game they got to win. I hope they get at least three points out of this road trip. If they don't get at least three points, then I would consider this road trip a complete and utter failure. 
because the Ducks have got to get on the right track and they've got to get moving right now. What are the keys to this road trip? I'll give you a big key. Stop taking stupid penalties. I'll say this again. Stop taking dumb penalties. Yeah, how about that? How about this? PK and power play for all those teams. Oh, New York. Their power play percentage is 30%. That's number two in the league. You know whose power play percentage is number one in the league? The New Jersey Devils. So maybe the biggest key to not getting embarrassed Friday or Sunday is stop taking stupid penalties. Learn to count. Count count to five. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. Hey, I did it. I counted to five, guys. (laughs) It can be done. Maybe the Ducks can count to five as well. And maybe stop taking those dumb penalties. If they can stay out of the box at New Jersey, they should win that game. Because New Jersey on the PK sucks. In fact, New Jersey is one of the worst teams on the PK right down there with the Ducks. Yeah, the Devils' PK percentage is 75%. The Ducks were at, like, they were in the low 70s earlier this season. They're still bad. But not as bad as the Devils. So that's going to be the key. Also, the Devils, surprisingly, not as good at 5-on-5 this year. And that was one of their hallmarks last season. So for the Devils to regress that much on 5-and-5 is kind of a surprise. So that's going to be my biggest key, at least for this road trip. And another big key on this road trip that I I have to have to mention is who's going to play. Is Zegris going to come back? Is Drysdale going to come back? They both made the trip. So those guys could come back. Also, Mason McTavish made the trip. And we just saw that there is the hope that they will play at some point on this road trip. So we have to see when and if they do come back. Because if the Ducks can get either McTavish or Zegris or both back, if they can get them both back on this road trip... That could help him out a lot, folks. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ad-free on Amazon. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And speaking of the YouTubes, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel where they have all the biggest stories for you to check out. What else? Oh, uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. You can email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a fantastic rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>